In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. Yeovil Town are through to the next round of the FA Cup. A no-win game was actually won by Mark Cooper's side. 2-0 against Didcot Town on Saturday. Here to talk about the game is Mr Ben Barrett. I think we should make all of our games no-win games because we've had two no-win games so far this season and won them both. Okay, good evening. Hiya. <laughs> and... The man who is in the ground at the game, uh, representing Three Valleys Radio on the commentary, I believe, was Mr. Thomas Bailey. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you very much. I must have done a good enough job to be invited back, so hopefully we can keep the run yeah. going. Yeah, you started centre midfield and we'll move you to left back at some point, I'm sure. Left back in the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not classic. that before. Classic. Oh, that hurt. Absolutely classic. very much the Josh Hours of this of this squad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a compliment. Um I hope it's I'll taken it as a compliment. compliment. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it as a compliment. Uh you enjoy your afternoon at Hewish Park? It was good. I actually um I'm not a big I get quite nervous for games because just all the adrenaline stuff going. I don't like eat or drink when I'm there. I had my first pasty from a from the the food section as it was lovely as well so um not only did we get a win i had a, a delicious curry pasty and uh watched watched a lovely over win there we go i can't really ask a lot more than that really can you no that, that, <laughs> takes, that takes most saturday boxes most saturday boxes team news was interesting wasn't it yesterday <laughs> i think we found we found out afterwards that it sounded like friday was carnage um, in terms of injuries, but we struggled to piece this together, didn't we, over over WhatsApp, Ben? Well, I, I got a little bit frustrated because I kept having to redo the little graphic on my little app. <laughs> Your little app. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you have this little app that we use. And Is I'm, that Naughty Portal? No, not the Naughty Portal, although oh, the okay. Naughty Portal did cause havoc on Friday, we hear. Um, so I was putting it together and then I was like, so I sent a little snapshot, and then Ian was like, "I think it's four three three, mate." So I read it at four three three. I think Staunton's in midfield, mate. <laughs> Do it again. If there's any consolation, the graphic you put out was bang on, so it was worth the worth the moving around. Forty third times a charm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What did you do first? Oh, you did like a. 4-4-2 didn't you with... I did a 4-4-2 um, but Williams at left back yes. I, was in, I was in midfield and then I thought well then I was told no it's a four, it's a 4-3-3 so I was like oh okay Williams is going to drop in the midfield and then no <laughs> just to keep us on our toes 
Josh Stornham was in midfield. Um, how did let, let's uh, let's talk about this? I think bit by bit, really. How how was Josh Staunton in centre midfield? Because I, I think it's been a position where we thought we'll go for him in there at some point, and probably thought earlier than now when we switched to that four three three that he would have been in there. But um, yeah, marshaled the midfield, did he? Yeah, he did a good job. Um, it was actually strange to see him back there. It's been so long since at least I remember seeing him play there that, um, yeah, it was it was bizarre not seeing him at the back. But he did a good job. Um, there wasn't really any sort of bad performance from any of um, any of the, the Yeovil players. Um, but yeah, did, did his job, led from sort of the middle of the field. Um, made quite a few runs as well, which I was surprised to see. Um couple of I mean they weren't used but it, the fact he was making the runs was a good sign as well for maybe his knee uh being somewhat on the mend um yeah Williams again filled in wonderfully at center back so it's nice to know that they're interchangeable as well um yeah Staunton did a a wonderful job and, and how was the first sort of opening 15 of the game it sounded less less like the AFC Stoneham game where we just peppered the goal and the keeper had a, a lot of work to do. Did Cot held out a little bit, did they? Yeah, there was a lot of sideways passing. Um, very patient build-up. few shots, but um, it certainly wasn't like the Stoneham game. Um, but pretty much first 30 minutes or so, did Cot maybe have one or two sort of half chances, but... Um, Yeovil were just completely dominant in in possession. Um, the penalty was maybe a little bit fortunate, but I mean, we'll take what we're given. Um, and I think he probably used all of his his sort of good fortune on that penalty because the rest of them he didn't give. The rest of the fouls that should have been fouls weren't given. So um, I suppose it balanced itself out. But um, yeah, that, it was just a dominant performance, and then um, went in at halftime. Tune it up. So and Nuble scored his his customary goal as well. So yeah, no real complaints from the first half at all. Did cut did cut a better than Stoneham, right? In terms of division and sort of level they're at. They're a better opposition, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're the same division as Dorchester. But I think it is are they one below us? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um they've started their league campaign poorly, but I wouldn't have thought that from how they played because second half they looked pretty good they were putting us under a lot of um under a bit of pressure um yeah first 15 20 minutes or so they're generally they could have two or three good chances um if if day hadn't stepped in to save the day <laughs> um yeah yeah they they did a much better job than stoneham of of creating more chances because stoneham's kind of came from a, a half chance then turned into a a goal, whereas Didcot had a few genuinely good chances, so definitely a better side than Stoneham. I guess that's half the battle when it comes to breaking them down as well. They're better, not just going forward, but more organised defensively. I was, I had half an ear out listening on the radio, and I was listening to a a, a, a side that were that were rigid, that were putting men behind the ball and saying, well we're okay if you try and break us down for this first half an hour because that's how we got to try and stay in this tie for as long as possible. And it sounded a bit 
up against a brick wall for the back for the first 30 40 minutes or so yeah yeah definitely very um very well structured um definitely set up to frustrate um their keeper made a good couple of saves as well so it wasn't like um we didn't really try um yeah sort of put him under some pressure as well um he was very easily rattled though which i think could have contributed to the the quick fire double um because he yeah anytime it came anywhere near him he was bollocking his defenders so i don't know if I, said that. I was gonna ask because again i've only seen the highlights in hp source but in the from the penalty he gets up and just screams that when he <laughs> picks the ball at the back of the net and then when new when Nuble scores he goes like charging off after a defender i'm like chill out mate what are real, you doing? Jordan, real jordan pickford vibes he did have a bit of the pickford about him didn't he yeah, good with his but, feet, no? Yeah, good with his feet and <laughs> um, his hands. <laughs> good couple of good couple of saves as well. Um, there was one particular, there was one in particular I remember where he sent it over the top of the bar, sort of jumped up, quite acrobatic. But um, yeah, they did a good job. But um, I think Tuna was probably the right score to be honest. I don't think we really deserved any more, and Digcott didn't really generate enough chances to warrant something out of it. The phrase I've seen a few times is that we didn't really get out of second, maybe third gear. We just kind of got what we had to get done and, and just kept it nice and simple. Yeah, very professional performance. But it's a nice way of saying it wasn't really interesting, but it was it was professional. <laughs> we did we got in there, did our 90 minute, did what we had to do and and uh, everyone went home happy. Well, except Dick Hot, but that doesn't matter. Get the cleaner. Let's talk about the penalty. Um <laughs> What's your take? Very generous on the highlights, it looks like to me. I think then I may be misremembering, but I think there was a different foul that was more of a penalty that wasn't given. Um <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very fortunate penalty. Um but I mean you take it. And again, there are a few um sort of soft fouls that um that perhaps could have been given. Uh, that weren't so the referee was kind of a bit all over the place I can't really say it was a a bad performance but it kind of felt backwards where he was giving stuff that shouldn't be and then not giving stuff that should have been well do we think this referee is perhaps a time traveller and has refereed this game before and thought I give a penalty against Jordan Maguire Drew at some point and has got a bit mixed up and given the wrong one He may well have been, but we don't know. I suppose <laughs> next time we'll keep an eye out for his... I can't remember what his name was. We'll, we'll keep an eye out. Next time he does one of ours, we'll ask him. Yeah. So I was... I was, uh, I watched the highlights, and I think I think there is a bit of contact for the penalty. I'm not sure it's much, but I think letter of the law, you probably get it. What I didn't particularly like was JMD goes down like he's been shot, grabbing the grabbing the ankle, the shins... He must have two broken legs. That's all I can assume at this point. Soon as he hears the whistle and he sees the point at the spot, jump straight up as if he's miraculously recovered. How long have you been watching football, Ben? I know, but I'm like, <laughs> sell it a bit, mate. <laughs> sell it. You gotta like you gotta get the physio on. You gotta at least sell that a little bit. You're not taking the peno. You know, you can't just jump up and be like, yes, amazing, excellent, get in. Hang on a minute. I mean, you were ow. dying a minute ago. <laughs> You got to like see it through. You got to. Pre- I appreciate the art of the of the of the cell, but see it through. See it through. Do you think Didcot supporters will be 
thinking of Jordan Maguire Drew in the same way that we think of Harry Kuehl now for like an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> um, maybe not Harry Kuehl to that level, but maybe Adam Lafondra yeah. in the championship season. Yeah, I remember that one. That one. It might. It's that level, I think. Because I, I don't think it's a dive. I think he genuinely gets hit, but it's not a lot of it. And it's just the fact that he recovers in half a millisecond once he knows the penalty's been given. That's the that's the one. And you are right, Tom, actually. There is one in the second half, and you get a good view of it on HP Source from behind the goal, where he's just cleaned out. <laughs> There's no getting around it. He is just cleaned out. It's a penalty all day, every day, and he doesn't get it. And I do wonder if the fact that he's jumped up and sprung up like a sprightly chicken in the first half of the first one is just stuck in the back of the ref's mind going, all right, you had me on that one, but actually I'm not giving you the second one. That's what I mean. Sell it. See it through. I wonder as well if he didn't. No, you go on. I wonder if he didn't give the second penalty because he gave the first penalty. He doesn't want to be the guy that gave two penalties to the same team. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's that's wrong, isn't it? It's wrong. That that is wrong, isn't it? But yeah, you can see how it sits in the back of someone's head for a while. I'm sticking with a time travel theory or a time traveler. That was much more fun. I want to stick with that one as well. If you had discovered time travel, is that where you would have chosen to go? <laughs> I think at that yeah. point we have to determine that he's out of control of when he comes back. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, fine. Because I, I think, yeah. There's... <laughs> just, just stuck in a... As <laughs> it's stuck as a National League referee. <laughs> Worst Groundhog Day ever. <laughs> he's climbing the career ladder of referees. He doesn't go for division until he gets a perfect game. Mm, he'll be he'll be drawing lines on a screen in no time, <laughs> or not. If you get all lack, or not if it's a Liverpool game. Yeah, brilliant. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> Never mind. There we go. Uh, so Murphy, typical fashion from Mister Murphy. Nice little one in the corner, and then. Good pen. It's a arm. good pen. Hang on. We've got to talk about the pen. That's a good pen. Well, yeah. It's, it is rapid. <laughs> it is. It's about an inch off the floor and it hits the side netting. It doesn't matter how angry the keeper is. He ain't getting across. Good pen. Mm, he did get cross. He did get cross. Very cross yeah. with something. <laughs> I don't know. And then on the highlights after that, there's a lovely little... There's, there's a couple of... They're probably more than half chances that we should have done more with. Frank Nuble gets all uh, gets those legs going and oh. step over, step over, step over, step over, step over, and shanks it into the stand. That was a good. That felt like a decent chance, but perhaps on his weaker, weaker foot. And then uh, I think it's Jordan Young does the same, doesn't he? He comes forward, shifts it onto his right foot, and <laughs> shanks that one into the room. Just just for standing on that right foot, isn't it. That don't do anything else, that thing. That Nuble one hurt me to watch because I was like, oh, this could be wonderful. I was, yeah. I was getting excited and then I saw it go over. And like, oh, that, that was, yeah, that was, I felt pain watching that one. <laughs> the young one wasn't so bad because he was a bit of an angle, but the Nuble one has to be a goal. And I, this is a bit wider picture, but I don't know, I don't know what you think, Tom, but that's where I want Nuble. Yes. Ball at the deck, running at people. You can't stop that. You cannot stop that. There is You have to foul him, take him down, or just say, crack on, mate, and have fun. 
you just you can't that that is a juggernaut i don't think you can get in the way of and that's where that's where i think we need to get him more in those areas i i'm not a big fan of him as the as the pinpoint of an of an attack i'd have him just off and just get the ball to his feet and tell him to go run drop a little deeper find yourself 5 yards and get ahead of steam cuz there ain't anybody stopping you at this level in theory he should be a great target man and i've said this when we've been lacking a target man but then he does things like this i'm like but maybe we don't use him as a target man i it's at the moment it feels like we've been using jake hyde as a target man and i don't know how i feel about it because he's just not big enough to play that role but nuble does such a good job at well pretty much being the opposite of what he should be and <laughs> kind of makes me wonder what the hell we're, we're doing but i think he's i think he splits opinion but i think in the last couple of weeks he's shown that he can do a bit of everything like he's yeah. not necessarily brilliant at one thing or another, but is good at a few things, whether it's in from the left-hand side, through the middle, in behind as like a number 10. He's got a bit of everything about him, which and I think when... Go on. No, go on. I was going to say, I think when you look at how we who we lost ahead of yesterday, you know, your surprise sort of player in Jordan Stevens who can just swivel and is in and can get round anyone. You need a player like Nuble to be able to have that sort of uh, scattergun, like unpredictable approach. I was, I was going to say that sometimes that comes across as not being particularly effective for times during the game. He goes missing for 10 minutes. And I think actually a part of that is him trying to find his right physical position on the pitch just to then explode into it. And when he's given a little bit more room, I presume, because Didcot maybe don't have the, the fitness, maybe don't have that ability to be completely touch tight to him. You give him a little bit of leeway, give him an inch and he'll, and he'll take a mile. It, there's a couple of them, that a couple of clips in, in HP Source that you allude to and stuff where I just think, this is that's what I want from Frank Nuble. That's what I want. Get the ball at his feet and just get at him because he's good enough. The ball sticks to him like glue. And if he does go quiet for 10 minutes, but produces three or four of them a game, I think we'll get far more out of it than than, than not get out of it. Before half time, he scores a lovely little Peter Dinklage, doesn't he? Lovely little Peter Dinklage. That was a very nice finish. I think. There was a bit of anger after. Did, was there a foul in the build-up to that one? Um, I don't know if it was a foul or if it was a call for an offside because the keeper was sort of running off the linesman afterwards, obviously after kicking his entire defence up the arse. <laughs> um, yeah, then sort of came over, went over to the linesman, was sort of directed towards him. I was like, I don't really see what he's seen there. Um, so I don't know if it was just a bit of posturing or if it was or if it was a genuine miscall. But um I mean, yeah, lovely finish. I'm not really gonna think too much else about what what could have happened. <laughs> I liked it. It's it's uh it's a composure finish. Could have taken an extra touch, try to go around him, but no say... commit early. And as soon as he sees the commit the keeper commit early, beautiful. It's a confident finish. It's a player yeah. playing with confidence who's yeah. quite happy to do it's that kind too. of thing. 
Yeah, takes um, it early. Yeah, lots lots to like about it. I think so else as well, just with the confidence, is that you see that goal last year and that doesn't happen. You yeah. get that chance you get that chance last year and that hits the keeper or if, or it goes wide or whatever. We've yeah. got the confidence now to do things like this and score as many goals as we want. Because I mean, we probably could have maybe got three or four, but two was plenty. Um, and we've seen it even with likes of Hampton and everything like that. We've had many, many chances and still scoring a good amount of goals. Whereas last year, we would have had the chances and scored nothing. So confidence um, breeds confidence. It's a really good point, actually. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did see times where Oliver Bore snatches at that or tries to take an extra touch around a keeper and just flails a leg and just it flies not even close to being right. And those those are the difference. And when you bring in a Murphy and a Nublay, that's what you're bringing in. You're bringing that nous, you're bringing that experience and the ability to get on a bit of a goal-scoring role. And Christ, is it different? Yeah, good. Big fan. So into the second half and... Sound like a bit of a non-event, really. Did we go from second gear to first gear and <laughs> not not really make much happen? It, it, I mean, obviously we had Charlie Bates on the bench, and I think had we scored a few, there might have been that um, you know that desire to bring him on and give him a debut and give him a run out. But we did see the return of Will Dawes. Um, how did how did Dawes do when he came on, Tom? I think he was great. Um... He didn't really do much of, of sort of substance, but the parts where he did get on the ball, he looked sharp. He looked, um, he was getting past his man with ease. Um, and he was kind of a bit of everywhere as well because he started on the left. And I think at one point I saw him sort of linking up with um, Bell on the right when he'd come on as well. Um, he was, yeah, he was just a bit of everywhere. I was, I was very happy to see him back and um, he looked keen to get involved and and when he was on the ball he looked good so no real complaints another a wing option perhaps or uh, maybe Cooper will think about maybe training him as a as a sort of a left wing back and he goes to his, back to his um three at the back but it's again it's another option which um we were crying out for for ages last year and we've got plenty of that now so I think we maybe only want another left back because as much as Josh Howes is a talented player, he's not a left back. So that's probably the only concerning point. If Will Dawes can do that though, then you never know. Fill in for Alex Whittle bombing down the wings. There was one again, back to HP source, great, great content, great coverage, but there's just a, a little 30 seconds, maybe not even 30 seconds, maybe 20 seconds of just that little passage of play down the left-hand side and, He's got a step over, a little turn of pace. He drops his shoulder. Doesn't come to anything. The ball goes out for a throw-in in the end. But you can just see the start of something happening there. And if those flashes of 10, 15, 20 seconds of skill become um, sustained passages of play, there's a player there. There really is. I, I said it in pre-season at Plymouth Parkway. That He can move as well. He's quick. And, you know, I know he's had, it, uh, uh, he's had a hard time with glandular fever. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I I got a sneaking suspicion we're going to be calling on Will Dawes significantly towards the uh, second half of this season. Once he's back to full fitness, I got a sneaking suspicion we're going to be using him a fair bit. I don't know if it's the hair as well, but I'm I'm a big fan of the pink boots. I'm not really a fan of sort of flashy boots. I, I love a 
a player with black boots, sort of traditional, but he's one of the few where the pink boots works perfectly. So I'll always be keeping an eye out for them. It might just what? be the hair. It's a good <laughs> contrast. I don't know. <laughs> Whilst we're talking boots, can we appreciate that Frank Nuble was wearing some retro R9s? Oh, was it? Proper silver and blue R9s. 2002 World Cup style Nice. Very nice boots. Nice. Yeah, I think I think you're right on doors, Ben, because if I mean it sounds like Stevens is his hamstring again, which was what was bothering him at the end of last season. Um, which is a bit of a worry, I think. But Dawes has that pace. I'm not saying he's necessarily the same quality as Jordan Stevens, but sort of speed wise, that explosive pace, he does have that as well. Um so I think, yeah, I think if when you're looking for, you want someone to get in behind or turn some tired legs, I think, yeah, you're right. We'll definitely, definitely be calling on him. I also think, and without wishing to pigeonhole somebody as the perfect substitute, when you've only got five on the bench and occasionally we have used Buse, so four, have a player that can do your left back for 20 minutes, left midfield for 20 minutes. You could probably stick him in the Jordan Stevens role for 15, 20 minutes. You could probably ask him just to go down the right-hand side and cause havoc for 15, 20 minutes. You're covering four, five-ish positions in one go. And I think that is a flexibility that you might not have out of a Zach Bell. You can ask him to do right back and right wing back. Great. You could probably ask Will Dawes to do right back and right wing back if you absolutely had to for a short period of time. I I think I think yeah I think we're going to see a lot more of him. Cool. I don't think much else happened in the the rest of the the game. The one thing that I did notice on the highlights was a terrific Josh Staunton block mm. where <laughs> throwing his head at it while he's on the floor to um charge it down in yeah. In true... I winced at that one. Did you? <laughs> that had you in yeah. pain as well, did it? It did. Oh, <laughs> that, I, I mean, serious commitment. Serious, serious commitment. If anyone is doubting um, Staunton's performances and commitment, then I think that can um, that can safely shut up a, a few of them. Because, wow. I mean, to he put in a first block as well before that. So that yeah. was a, a secondary block. To throw your head in front, that's like Phil Jones-esque. It was... I couldn't believe he'd done it. Yeah. Um, serious. Really wanted that clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. He was determined. Determined. Yeah. He said after the game, he said it's the first one. And it is. It's the first one since Tunbridge. The 2 0 win over Tunbridge Angels. So, yeah. Like I it. think that's the first clean sheet I've witnessed this season. Well, we, well it's, it's, it is only our second, I think. Apart I from... wasn't here. Yeah. I wasn't here for Tunbridge. So, oh, it's my first clean sheet. Lovely. I wasn't here for Tunbridge either. Does friendlies count because we watched Newport? Um, yeah, but they had Seb Palmer holding up front, so no, it doesn't count. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I don't, Mark Cooper was typically typically Mark Cooper after the game, wasn't it? <laughs> Just needed a win. <laughs> that was it. But I think he was happier. He seemed happier winning 2-0 against them. Then he did winning seven one against Stoneham. Um and I think a large part of that is the, the clean it's shoot. A zero. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It is seven nil against Stoneham. We'd have been bouncing off the walls, but seven one awful horrendous. Not good enough. No. 
also, how how small does he look in the new media zone? <laughs> he looks like he's a tiny little man. Camera. He looks like he's just a small little man. <laughs> they all look so it small. I, for what it it's does. worth, I love it, by the way. Because one of these days, whether it's this year, next year, year after, five years down the line, we're going to draw a biggie and you're going to get a big name manager in that pokey little room at Hewish Park looking the absolute bee's knees. I love it. I, I, I love it. But he does. They all look very small. I wonder if he's got chairs next to him as well. I think if it's just him on his own, it's not so bad. But he's got two empty chairs next to him. <laughs> feels even smaller. It's like they're meant to be people here, but just imagine they're here. They're not here. <laughs> He we'll needs a big Game of seats. Thrones like seat. So <laughs> I get like a little a booster seats so they can sit on a booster seat. Don't have it, but we'll get a cardboard cutout of Josh Staunton and Will Dawes. <laughs> Just put one on either side of him, holding a paintbrush. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and a drill. Uh, I can. Well, I, the one I, one thing I want to say is the OCD in me is really getting wound up that it's the the footage isn't the camera's not straight. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dan, about the sponsors. Can... No, no, Dan, if you can set the camera so that it's like, because it like cuts off Hewish Park or the light, that if there wasn't the pinstripes on the pattern, you'd barely notice it. But those pinstripes make it so obvious when things aren't straight. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's. I'm looking behind it. Not listening to some. I'm expecting to see screw fix in a nice diagonal and then you've got virtue in a nice diagonal. But they're kind of dotted everywhere. Just in yeah, the middle of nowhere. Just got one. Yeah. Please make it organized. But maybe... I hope they're um I hope they're like velcroed on the logos. So when we when Jurassic Fiverr have swapped out with somebody else, we can flop them around and I hope we hope we <laughs> future proof. We've got to get a Glover's cast one on there, haven't we? Even if it's cheap yeah. one. Ain't cheap now, mate. Ain't cheap now. Crikey. I'll leave that to the gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> Independent. Right. Anything else to talk about? Obviously, the bath game's moved now, so we, we await the FA Cup draw tomorrow, I believe. Or today is, today is we're listening, as you're listening. Um, split into half, north and south. So we could get someone a little bit further away this time around. Um, any preference? Where do you want to go? Do you want to go anywhere? Would you rather be at home? What's the... Uh... I think if we get a biggie... I want to go home, but it's if we've got biggie. a smaller one, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, what's a big anyone <laughs> anyone above us? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, a quote unquote biggie, but um, I think if we get anyone below us, I wouldn't be upset if we um had to go away. I think Torquay a national is probably... league in this round now. Then yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's still the north south split, so we yeah, won't be getting yeah. anyone like York. <laughs> Why'd you pick them? Uh, no reason. Anyway, uh... <laughs> fancy uh, Woking. That could be an interesting one. That'd be a difficult game as well because they're really good this year. I don't know who I'd want. I think I'd be happy with like a Maidenhead because they've been pretty average. I want some dog and duck team from nowhere to Hewish Park again. Who was it that beat Mertha? Who was it? Uh oh god. Uh Sheppy United. Sheppy United. They sound just like a cider. That's all they are. I, I didn't even know Sheppy was a place. Well, that's it. Is that is that an island? Uh is that... the Isle of Sheppy, isn't it? I don't know if it's that. Is it Sheppy? Is that what it is? Is it on an island? Shepper. Yeah. 
It is, is it like... wow. <laughs> is it really? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Based on the Isle of Sheppey in Kent. That's it. Sheppey away. It has Let's to be. It. It's written. Yeah. That Sheppey. or Cray Valley Paper Mills, because that just sounds like a business, not a football club. I kind of want to go yeah. there as well. That's the English version of Total Network Solutions. <laughs> I want, uh, yeah, I want Horsham because Casey's nan lives in Horsham. So it'd be a nice we, away we, day. We are going to get Bath City away. Okay. On that weekend. And then you're going to have a ticket nightmare because people are going to be turning up with league tickets and not FA Cup <laughs> tickets. And oh, it's going to be chaos. I hope it's not that far away if it is away because I'm the one that's commentating on it. So. <laughs> don't make me go millions of miles for it well at least it'll be southern that's true that's very true right should we do some questions I think so have you got okay. them trying to get them I've got them yeah no I'm I'm good I'm good uh, almost a pro pilot he's going to have to correct me if I'm saying this wrong but Buna Sierra do we consider Staunton as a centre back or a defensive midfielder now Jump at it, Ben. What do you reckon? Everything. Everything. Jack of all trades, master of them all. Man can do no wrong. Build the statue. What more do you want to go to say? Well, this is the first time I'm encountering the Staunton, the Staunton love bus. And and, and... <laughs> love bus. I mean, I'm on it, but <laughs> <All aboard. laughs> I'm on it, but I, it's, it's the first time I've encountered it. Oh yeah, no, it's quite compelling when he gets going. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, I think he is now more of a centre back just because of the knee issues he's had. But um, his knees don't work. Exactly. But I wish uh, we could still use him at centre defensive mid uh, more because be, he's a wonderful midfielder. I'd be very surprised if he started in centre midfield against Avely. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I think he's he's definitely more of a centre back now, and he's fit that profile pretty well as well. He's not the tallest, but he does a good job. Okay, uh, how much longer do you think will last in the FA Cup, Tom? What round do you want us to get to? Uh, I want us to get to like second, maybe. Well, I want us to get to the third round because I want a chance for Biggie, but. Um, I think we will get to the... I think we'll get to the second round. I'll go big. I'll, I think we'll get to the second round because we've got momentum going. Um, and if we get a couple of favourable ties, you never know. There's only two yeah, two games away, so why not? I would like us to get to the game before it starts to derail our league campaign. Whatever point that is. You don't want us to do a Bromley... Was it Bromley? No, Boreham Wood, who went on a yeah lovely FA Cup run and then <laughs> yeah exactly stinked it. League went a we, bit awry. Yeah, I want to get to the final. Oh yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Ideally, I'd like us to get to the final, but <laughs> um, off on a Europa League tour. Yeah, I think we'll. Get... I don't know. I I think you know if the draw lands nicely for us, what's to stop us getting to the third round? Yeovil Town, we're FA Cup, giant killers. Yeah. There is, there's nobody in the draw today that should scare us. Nobody, really. Chesterfield. No, the, the, oh, they're no, in the North. Yeah. The, yeah. So there, the there's nobody. There's nobody at all that should scare us, especially at home. Um, 
but yeah, bring on, bring on whoever. You could could easily get like a, well, even a Torquay. I think we could beat them at home. Um, yeah. Get yeah. someone like that, or we we get a nice easy draw at home. Get to the first round, play someone at the bottom like Harrogate or Sutton, Doncaster. Get to the second round, then you've got a lot of northern teams. You've just said there. I'm yeah, okay with it. I'm okay all, with it. They're all not very good though. So, <laughs> um, fun fact: should we get to the third round, our other league game against Bath would also have to be moved. <laughs> nice. We're never going to play Bath ever. They've planned this as their worst nightmare. Uh, Hugh Hugh says everyone loves a bit of dinkage. With Big Frank chipping one in Saturday, what other chipped YTFC goals do you fondly remember? Recall Ben Smith at Welling was not fond of running and post-match commented was a long way out. Thought not running that far, so lobbed it. Murphy against Torquay is the first one to jump in my mind in the pouring rain for the hat-trick. Yeah. In the 6-2, whatever it was, 6-1, 6-2. That one. I like big, big Byron's. Against Birmingham, that oh, caused a total ruckus. <laughs> did, didn't it? <laughs> yes. He nearly got in a lot of bother with Big Dan Byrne, didn't he? And Paul Robinson. I think oh, there's a great oh, picture yeah. of Paul Robinson looking like he's about to rip his head off. Um, we should mention Matty Dolan, cheeky little chip, Peter Little Dinklage from the halfway line. Was that a dink? Well, keeper was off his line anyway. Keeper was <laughs> way out of position. He hit it as hard as he could from as far out as he could. Ollie Johnson, does uh, uh, Ollie Johnson against Tranmere? Yeah, he's got to get a note. Any you remember, Tom? I think with my lack of experience, I don't have many to top that. So I will either go either Murphy's or I'll go with Newblaze from the other week against Eastbourne. I think you can count that as a dink, where the keeper came out and. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about JMD? JMD against Torquay to announce on, his arrival on New Year's Day, yes. wasn't it? That I was, was there as well. I can't believe I forgot that. That that, that was a nice finish. That as well. I think that was yeah. the christening of the Peter Dinklage, wasn't it? Uh, it might have been, yeah. That was the first time we talked about a little Peter Dinklage. There we go. I'm going for Byron. I think that was, yeah, just because of what happened afterwards was uh, sensational. Uh, former Glover's Cast quiz champion Rob Manley comes in with a question. Saw, uh, evening. 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 Saw a tweet after yesterday's game calling Murphy the best striker we've ever had. He's very good, but where does he rank out of this selection? Patmore, Picard, Jevons, Gaul, Bowditch, Hater, Stewart, Madden, Zoko. For me, Jevons is one, Patmore two, Hater three. That's a lot of strikers in there. It's a lot of very, very good strikers. Coates, he's throwing his headphones across the room because Howard <laughs> Forrington's not listed on that, but I think. There's a few replies to that tweet where Rob's uh, Rob's gone for longevity and uh, number of games played. And I think we should also caveat this as a modern era because there's a few say day <laughs> yeah. There's people popping up <laughs> with uh. I mean, I mean, even even the replies. I mean, short term, Leon Best is one of the best strikers I've ever seen at Hewish Park. But yeah. he never then goes and rep. I mean, he does go on to play Premier League football. But Spalding says it um, in his reply. Mark Spalding, Leon got us in the playoffs almost single-handedly. It's so he's right up there. He really is. Yeah, and if his but... loan doesn't finish, 
Who knows yeah, what happens I, I, in that? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about Murphy. I think Murphy's oh, okay. in the mix for being right at the top. For me, Phil Jevons and Kevin Gall and that era hold a special place. And yeah, Pat Moore was my first striker hero. So he I can't had... look beyond Pat Moore at number one just because yeah, of I, the I number of goals and the different types of goals he scored as well. Because he was yeah. not only was he like head on a stick, he also was, you know, good touch for a big man and all that. Mm. Like he scored some amazing goals. Marcus Stewart so for... scored important goals. Yeah, he scored, and he didn't score bad goals. He didn't score a tapping. He scored good goals, but he just didn't score them in massive numbers. And Zoko, like, Zoko carried like, that team. <laughs> like he carried them. Like he was the only one who was ever going to score goals in that, like that sort of era. But yeah, for me. Moore. Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I, yeah. Again, it's probably it's probably Glover's cast bias because of the work that we've been able to do with him. But for me, Kevin Gore's up there. He's number two for me. Really is. And I, I, I Paddy Madden gave us what he gave us and that jumps him above a number of others on that alone um there is no wrong answer to this question <laughs> yeah. there is no wrong answer because they're all bloody marvelous i'm gonna go patmore gall madden and i think murphy's right in the mix at four or five if you were doing a ranking yeah i'm going patmore jevo Oh, fucking Jevons. <laughs> <laughs> then I think Kev Gore. But Kev Gore, like, Kev Gore wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have scored as many goals as he did probably without Kirk Jackson. And, and, that's and in the same way that Jevo wouldn't have done the same without Bartos. Uh, Bartos. And, and Paddy wouldn't Madden. have done it without hates. Like, yeah. Like, Oh. All these good combats, like, yeah, perhaps Murphy, Murph, Murphy, Murphy and Nuble, Murphy and Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we double barrel them when they're both on the team, uh, <laughs> on the team sheet. Perhaps Murphy is our new um, pairing up front. It's a really interesting conversation piece, and one that uh, that feels like a good really job. This is a good... podcast. <laughs> Well, if it, it, it feels like a really good summer filler, okay, the off season. <laughs> Hold on to it, Rob. Hold on to it, mate. We'll come back to you in June. Uh, Jonathan Hooper says he always knew Dave was his favourite. Hashtag Rovers. I'm presuming Blackburn rather than Bristol on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember Warren Patmore's testimonial? Ben, do you remember Warren Patmore's testimonial? I don't. I no. looked it up. It was on a Monday night, and it was against Blackburn. Dave yeah, might remember I, it. I don't I've remember seen, it. I might have the program. I might have bought the program off eBay, but I don't think I don't think I recall it now. I think it was probably at a time when I, I was a little bit too young to be going out on a school night to watch watch a football game. Tom's, uh, Tom's quietly sat here thinking, "Geez, these guys are old." <laughs> I'm just seeing what year was this? 2001, I think. Oh, my, oh! I got the picture here. Monday, November thirteenth, two thousand. Um, I was November testimonial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was minus six months. Get out! Get out! 
I wasn't born Just yet. Just get out. <laughs> Unbelievable. The time traveling referee was born. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's happened to the Jolly Green Giant this season? Game starts, he disappears. I mean, maybe, he's Fra- of- maybe it's Frank Nuble. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> I don't know. I think every time I saw him last year, he looked quite sad. I think maybe he's just <laughs> taken refuge. We were all so... quite sad last year. <laughs> Hello, trading standards. <laughs> <laughs> the mopey green giant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, since he's not been out, we've been winning a lot. Maybe he's an unfortunate byproduct of our poor form. <laughs> he can watch from, he can watch from like, a box. Like the time that they sacked the Gunnosaurus. Yeah, just got to go. Time has come. He was there, <laughs> though. He was there Saturday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I saw him come out. Yeah. He, only had half, he only had half the ground to do. Maybe he's playing. That would, could be the only thing. He goes in and then <laughs> and gets Will on the doors. pitch. It's Will Doors. <laughs> Joe Day. Uh, <laughs> and who picks up Frank Nuble when he scores? I vote for Wannell. I think he's yeah. the only one that could do it. Actually, Joe Day could do it as well. I, I only noticed um, yesterday how big his arms are. That that's he's got massive goalkeeper. I saw arms. the shirt. And it's the shirt. Is I, it? I think I think he's got one of those. I think he's cut the sleeves. I think they're tight. I think he's done that on purpose. I know your game day. <laughs> Add one too small on purpose. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're a medium, are you, Joe? He's a small. Come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> You had to cut your sleeves, Ben. No. <laughs> I, I have to add X's on before the L's. I have to roll my okay. sleeves up so they stay on my sleeves. <laughs> Otherwise, I can fit my arm in multiple times. Every shirt's Young and skinny. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's skinny, but there's too skinny. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob Cox. I think I need to write that down as a title. Uh, there's skinny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rob Cox. <laughs> uh, our forwards made plenty of intelligent runs against Didcot, finding good positions, but we seem to lack that decisive through ball from midfield. Do we need a midfielder in the Lee Johnson mould? He certainly had a full repertoire of passes at his disposal. I think we've already got one. John McGuire drew. Yeah. I, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth there. We haven't seen enough of Jordan Maguire drew to really he was on the pitch that. yesterday yeah and he seemed to be linking things up did he get the assist for Nublay did he lay the ball through he had a great chance himself he, he had a great chance himself keeper pulls off a good save to make it three um won the penalty won the ish um kind of um <laughs> should should have won a second half penalty. Um, he was involved in the penalty <laughs> he was involved in the penalty between uh, the two penalty incidents he won one yes <laughs> Which is probably about right. So, I think I think we kind of got one in there already. Yeah. So why is it not working? Why is it? Well, because he's he's not on the pitch enough, and you can't get everybody on when everyone's playing well. And why is he not on the pitch enough? Then he's not Jordan Young is, is Jordan Young. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, because we've got Young and Stevens ripping defenders new ones. I think you're sacrificing the creativity of Maguire Drew for the dynamism of Young. And I think it's you've got that nice sort of interchangeability between them. Where if you need someone that's just going to thread that godly pass through, then you you 
have Jordan Maguire Drew. And if not, if you need someone to just run at them and cause chaos, then Jordan Young's your answer. So I think they're um they're fighting over one position and you've got a luxury of having either option. Yeah. Yes. I don't know about this whole Lee Johnson thing. I said I mean where it's a different team now. I think we had the Gavin Williams type of midfielder as well in that team who made things happen. But uh yeah, once in a blue moon. I think I'm not gonna say that actually. I'll say it for you. I think Charlie Cooper <laughs> Is he not that midfielder? I really like Charlie Cooper. He's great. I don't understand the hate. Well, I know where it comes from, but I disagree with it. Okay. Uh, Elliot Warner says, Evening. Evening. Hello. With everyone fit, including Scott Pollock, what's our best starting 11? Uh, number one, not Scott Pollock. <laughs> not hot on Scott Pollock, huh? <laughs> Done nothing. Should have should have been brilliant. Hasn't done anything for whatever reason. Who knows? But hasn't done it. This is not a Scott Pollock question. Let's let's um, let's go. <laughs> game goal. Smith at right back, who it becomes more apparent by the minute has absolutely no right being in the National League South. Um, uh, Staunton one or Whittle. You've got to put Williams in there. You can't not pick him. So he goes in middle of midfield. I like Charlie Cooper, so he's going in. You got a right Williams back. And, huh? Smith. You got a right back. Smith. I, I don't know if you said Smith. So yeah. And then I'll have Cooper Worthington and Williams in my midfield three. Nuble one side. At the moment, Jordan Stevens just gets the nod over Jordan Young for me and Murphy up top. Oof. Oof. Steve's only young. Yeah, just. It's a it's a yeah. Just. This is a horrible question. It is. How, how yet it's so we've lovely. Got like, <laughs> we've got about 15, 16 different people that we could name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, I'm going Joe Day. I'm going Morgan Williams at right back. Staunton and Waddle. Whittle left back. And just because I think he can do it and I've not seen it yet, I'm going Smith. In DM, because I I think he might be better at it than Williams. The Michael Smith fan club rejoices. Cooper worthy in midfield, Young on right side, Stevens on left side, and Murphy up front. So I think I would have to go Day and Goal Smith right back, uh, Staunton one a Whittle, Williams in the holding midfield. Um, Worthy is one of the midfielders and genuinely I think ours is my other midfielder just after Eastbourne he's, he's swung it for me um, Stevens on the right, Young on the left and Nuble up top just because Murphy is an amazing option on the bench Here we go Tell us yours Elliot, what's your favourite team? Uh, Sunlit Uplands says, having watched it, Sunlit Uplands also apologised for bowling us a googly on last week's podcast with 
when he asked about Jake Hyde. They asked about Jake Hyde playing. Oh, yes. When he was suspended. Apology accepted. Thank you. Uh, Sunday Uplands, having watched the latest HP source, I was struck by the rather tumescent sausages being served at Hewish Park. Which is your favourite sausage and why? Hang on, I've got to Google tumescent here. <laughs> I'm doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> tumescent liposuction? What? Tumescent swollen. is the quality or state of being tumescent or swollen. Especially as a response to sexual arousal. <laughs> I That's not a sausage. I, I, that's not a that's not a sausage I need. I have no comment. Next question. <laughs> uh, chorizo is my favourite sausage. Continental. Sausage roll is my favourite sausage. <laughs> has to be a bratverse for me. There we go. Could you do a 1 to 11 of sausages? Or should we just move on? Uh, not <laughs> no, right now. But... Second is those Tesco barbecue sausages. <laughs> They're really okay. good. That's my second place. Okay. Well, uh, George says, evening, chaps. Good evening. Good evening. If Yeovil were to get promoted, if he's in brackets, uh, Yeovil were to get promoted this year, what do you think about this year's home shirt being used for another season, thus making it iconic? I know the club rely on the income each year from shirt sales, but it's a fan fave and it could be a smart move. I might be wrong, but I think the Jurassic Fiber deal is up at the end of the year. So we might have to have a new shirt anyway with a new sponsor. Mm, yes. Yeah, That's it was annoying. a three-year deal, wasn't it? I think so. I mean, they, they can obviously renew it if they so wish, but that would be my but thought. But I'm going to drop an, an annoying Arsenal reference in again because oh. back in the 2000s, the early 2000s, uh, and I remember my mum not buying me the next season's version of the shirts because they had one with JVC on and then they just brought the following season, they brought the same one out that just had Dreamcast on it and wasn't allowed it because you've got the JVC one that looks the same. It's fair enough. It's completely fair. <laughs> now I completely get it, but at the time. <laughs> I like the kit, but it's just it's part and parcel of just having a new shirt each year, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. And I reckon it'll be better. It could be even better. And it will still be iconic. If we win a trophy in it and we lift a trophy in it, it will always be iconic. doesn't yeah. need a second season. I think if it's possible, it should be done. However, I definitely understand that it probably won't be possible. I do think as well, you should, all clubs should have a two-year cycle again of shirts. Because while, it, again, it's great for income, if clubs are going to bang the drum about sustainability then throwing away your old shirt after a year in order to buy another one. Um, I like the idea of having a two-year cycle. I like what Brentford did with theirs. There we go. That's There's an alternative. Uh, ben Lloyd says, evening. Good evening. Evening. Does Staunton start against Avely on Saturday? Is it home? Yes. Yes, yes then. Yeah, I agree. Do you think... Oh, no, I. I also agree, but do you think this is based around the fact that Williams and Wannell have been doing a, a grand job at centre-back? And Possibly, but Staunton's still our best defender. Okay. Right on. Right, over to Facebook. Uh, hola, senors. Hola. hola. 
now we can wake Green Day up and review the season. Started well in the cups. Uh, started well in the cup still. Didn't seem to get out of second gear yesterday. Do you all expect us to be where we are, and who are we wanting in the next round of the cup? Sheppy at home would be great. That's from Lee Riggs. That question. Did you expect, expect us to be where we are? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I yeah, thought we. I, I think in the playoffs in that top three ish. Yeah, definitely. I think we're top a little all... higher up than I expected. I think I expected us in and around playoffs. I didn't think we'd be this far up this quickly. Um, so it's a pleasant surprise. Uh, I think the FA Cup, we've done exactly what we should have. So if this was football manager, it would be set as expected to the fourth qualifying round as a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Top threes are all very uh, summer sessy, isn't it? As well, it is. They will if yeah, if those three are finishing the top three, a lot of cider will be drunk this summer. Mm. Yeah, that's all the questions. There's no more questions. Well, apart apart from the ones you've missed, what ones do I miss now? You've missed Hughes. I Hughes, asked Hughes. No, about the parking. Oh. <laughs> Elon. He says evening. 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 Somewhat niche aspect of the beautiful game. Uh, maybe hasn't got the attention it deserves. Winky face. Uh, Hewish Park uh, Car Park features as one of Ben Fisher's Guardian journalists' favourites. Apart from Hewish Park, what is your favourite football car park slash car parking experience? I enjoyed Western Supermares because it was Bedlam. <laughs> and because I wasn't driving. <laughs> the best car parking stories are always I wasn't driving. Yeah. I managed um, to get the last space in Taunton's car park in a uh, last summer's preseason game. I, I managed to get there, pull up, and it was like, there's one left. So that was a quite positive experience at the I, Signet Healthcare Community Stadium. I have, a, I have kind of got a driving car story. I once drove from university to Port Vale away on a Tuesday night, got my bearings in a bit of a mix, and ended up heading the wrong down the wrong motorway south. So from Leeds, you can go to the M1 and the M6. And the M6 yeah. is what I needed to get to the Birmingham area and go to Warsaw off that, go to Stoke off that. And I got my bearings wrong at like the first roundabout here in Leeds and ended up on the M1 south, the wrong side of the country. Did you make oh, kickoff? Dear. Uh, no, I didn't make kickoff. I made half time and they wouldn't let me in. Oh. <laughs> oh, so I got a KFC and drove home. We drew two all thanks to Luke Rogers. Right. Uh, there's oh. another one from Clevo as well. Oh. <laughs> Elon, you let me down, man. Um, evening. 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 Home during the next round or an away day? Home, please. Home. Yeah, home, please. Home, please. Uh, most northerly team for Coatsy Boy and Ben Barrett's benefit? Do you know what the most northerly team is? Definitely every day. We might get, I mean, we might get one of those teams that are in the National League that are probably Braintree, yeah, probably or Oxford City, yeah, Doors Derby. Do they count as north though? Because they've kind of done both, they're like Gloucester sort of boundary. Mm. I guess, I guess part of it depends on the replays as well, yeah, and how many teams there are. Like, I, I guess it's probably not as even a split as it is in National League North, National League South. And that with all the other teams in the country that are still in it, there's 
perhaps the, the dividing line is a bit higher up than Gloucester. And as and and as we've learned with the shambles that is the naughty portal, the FA are really good at organising these kind of things. Mm. So I'm sure it's been well thought out. I'm very they're much off- looking forward to our, our away day at Whitby. <laughs> yes, we're off the gates head, are we? <laughs> Yay! Uh, we and- ran out, so here you go. <laughs> yeah, we've found an extra ball in the bottom. Uh, <laughs> I want to play Gateshead now. They're flying. Marcus, a, um, Marcus a Dingra? No, not a Dingra. Denanga, that's it. Denanga. Yeah. Get my FPL mixed up. Uh, Clevo also says, notice that Enfield are in the hat. 2,000 locks out, locked outside again as per the spirit of the 96-97 season in the Isthmian League. Again, I don't think there'll be 2,000 locked out this time. But be a nice throwback for those who who were there. There we go. That's the questions, I think, unless Ben's... <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you fulfilled. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! 